Now, whenever you hear this music, it means one thing. It means Wesley Chang, our betting and fantasy analyst from TSN Edge, is uh, joining us on the show as he is right now. Good afternoon, Wesley. Thank you so much for joining the show. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, Cause. Oh, it's great to hear the, the walk-in music for the first That's time. Right. That, that was yeah. a nice touch. I like that. You know what? We try to be nice to our guests around here. You know, we, we put out a good charcuterie board that does not have chicken wings on it. Uh, we offer a wide variety of drinks, and we keep the temperature somewhere comfortable. So uh, a lot of places to go to, and this one's not really a fantasy one. It's more just a basketball one, but there's certainly anything that happens on the court has betting or fantasy implications. But just your thoughts on the Raptors uh, last night overall, and especially a third quarter where the Raptors kind of looked like the Raptors defensively, and that's something we haven't seen much this season. Yeah, doesn't it feel like a little bit of uh, a little too uh, a little too late at this point of the yes. this point of the season? Yeah, yes. it's a shame. Uh, they look so good. I, uh, I I can't I can't believe it's it's actually real, but. Um, where was this? The first like forty-five games of the year. Yeah. Oh, I know. It couldn't couldn't see it anywhere. And the funny thing is, is that last yesterday on this show, I told everyone. You know, we did uh, we did a Homer uh, FanDuel parlay, and it was uh, I took the under for the Leafs and uh, Leafs and Rangers. We won that, and I said take the over in Kings and Raptors. <laughs> I was loud wrong about that last night. Uh, probably you and everyone else. I mean, the yeah. Raptors have been on a run, right? Like, the defense the defense hasn't been great. I, I'm trying to look at the numbers again. I think they've gone over something like 7 of the last 10, 8 of the last 10, like a crazy number on the total. Um, and the way we've been setting up a lot of these SGPs on the broadcast, we've been cherry-picking certain elements of the Raptors' defense to go after. Because, to be frank, even though they've won a good number of these games, the defense has been the problem. So yeah. we've been trying to go like Julius Randle overs. Uh, we picked uh, R.J. Barrett at one point to go over. Um, now we're just trying to find all these spots that we thought matched up with the challenges the Raptors' defense was having. And then, you know, like you said, last night, they pretty much plugged almost all those holes. And it was a really good game. It, it was actually just beautiful to watch. Yeah, it, it really was. It's funny. It's actually probably like in, unless you know you got Sabonis uh, starting last night. Last night really wasn't about fantasy. It was more just about basketball. And, and you kind of said maybe it's a little too little, too late. I think games like last night just once again. Um, it, in some ways, I took joy out of it. I rewatched the third quarter this morning. It brought me joy. But then, and then almost yeah. immediately, it may be upset again. I'm like, wait a minute, where was this? We've been looking for this all year. I mean, again, we've been doing betting content on the Raptors for this full season. It's been the most frustrating year to be getting up and running on betting stuff because, you know, we don't know what version of them are going to show up every night, right? And so this version, love to see it. I I think, I mean, it was the first game of this seven, you know, the seven-game West Coast trip. I think there was, uh, there must have been a very clear, like, team focus that that's the end that we're going to really pick things up on. And they... It, they just looked very cohesive. They had a very clear plan for how they wanted to swarm and bother Sabonis, and it basically broke everything down for them. And, uh, yeah, like you said, it was a good showing, and hopefully it carries over. Like la- I don't know if you remember last year. Last year the Raptors had an exceptionally good run on this West Coast trip, which kind of, like, turned the tide of the season. Again, I still think it's a little too late, but who knows? They go 5-2 and two on this? 
they go, you know, four and three even. I think that's a success given the way things have gone for them. Yeah, it's good. It's funny to, to watch. You're almost going to like keep an eye to see if the Raptors continue these proper, uh, just proper ways of playing defense, and maybe that impacts. Maybe you start looking at taking some more unders and and opponent unders as well. But that's something we'll have to wait and see on. Uh, if we're going to go fa- from a fantasy perspective, even just a basketball perspective, your thoughts on Damian Lillard? He scored sixty points. He only needed twenty. He needed twenty nine shots and only ten free throws to get to sixty in their win over Utah. Yeah, I'm such a fan of this guy overall. And you know, last year, um, as he was going through a lot of his struggles, I don't think people realized that he was dealing with an injury um, that obviously was keeping him down. And then, um, you know, at the end of the day, he had to ultimately sit out. But we're getting to see the healthy version of him now, and I think. Even at his age, he, he's not young, he's 32. Um, he's still proving to people, you know, it's, uh, it's an easy game for him if he's got his shot going. He's just one of these, I mean, he's just kind of underrated, actually, I think, sometimes when you have some of these shooters, like Steph Curry, all-time great, but Dame very clearly says if it wasn't for Steph, he'd classify himself as the second-greatest shooter of all time. But then the other part about his game that was missing, I'd say, early on, because of his injury, he wasn't as explosive as he has traditionally been, now that he's getting healthy, if you really watch the game film, like he can carve up almost any defense and get himself to the rim at will. It's just dependent on whether or not they overload on him. Do they put too much, you know, too many defenders on him? And in that situation, then he'll just, you know, dish it out, find, make the right play, right? He's had three double-doubles, I think, in the last four games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that, like, you can honestly make the claim that Damian Lillard is underrated because, A, he's been in a small market team, B, not a lot of playoff success, C, those games are on super late. How many people even watched last night's Raptors-Sacramento, certainly the, uh, the, the second half? And then you get overshadowed by Steph Curry. Like, Damian Lillard, if he stays in Portland, in a lot of ways I admire that, he stays in Portland, he will go down as one of the – one of the greatest superstars no one ever paid much attention to. Yeah, I, I'm without a doubt on that train. Like, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the NBA, like hands down. Yeah. Fantasy-wise, thoughts on the return of Anthony Davis, the impact. He came off the bench last night in the win over the uh, Spurs. But just what, what do you think the return of, uh, of Anthony Davis means for either LeBron James player prop bets, win totals? Uh, you know, I mean, we're going to do something that's never done in sports media. We're going to talk about LeBron and the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, um, don't forget Anthony Davis, before he went down, he was the number one player. Um, in fantasy, and that's he's still really? rated that. Yeah, yeah, oh, 100%. It's the defensive, it's the defense contribution. So he was he was putting up like 3.5 steals and blocks, um, and his percentages were off the charts. And one of the other reasons, okay, so this really just we're getting nerdy now, but one of the reasons why in fantasy he's really uh, valuable, he doesn't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. So unlike a lot of these other superstars, three plus turnovers the game, Davis was averaging 1.9. So he was really good about taking care of the ball. But um, with him back in the lineup now, how does it affect LeBron? The way I would play that is without a doubt going after. There's two ways you can do it. You go under on LeBron's point and just say, like, you expect LeBron to cool down. Or you think LeBron's just become a much more effective passer, then you go after his assist. But it's one of those two levers. Whichever one you like, I don't think it matters. 
Um, yeah. But that's the impact. That's the impact, I think, you use play it right away. LeBron's point props have been kind of psychotic. They've been like 33, 34 and a half points per game. Um, that's been the over-under. That's not a sustainable number. So um, if, they're, if those numbers are still kind of left hanging there, I think those are good opportunities to take the under on LeBron. He just doesn't have to do as much as he's been doing of late. And, um, yeah, Anthony Davis being back, I actually – I'm actually thinking the Lakers have a legitimate chance to make some noise. Um, the trade for Hachimura, I think, is a little bit of an indicator. Uh, it's, a, it's not a big move, but it's a little bit no. telling about what direction they want to take with this season. At the very, at the very least, if someone wants to go and, uh, and bet on, like if you want to, the, the Lakers to, uh, to win the West at 28 to 1, I think I'm going to try to find something of, you know, making it to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, maybe that's where you want to look for value. Hey, uh, Wesley, um, a random game that people wouldn't normally bet on, but I want to get your thoughts on this. And Give this me. is only because last night, the Philadelphia 76ers beat the Nets 137-133. This game is nuts. 45 fouls, 7 technicals, uh, uh, 63 free throws, 27 turnovers. There was a partridge in a pear tree. Like, it was this crazy-ass game. And now Brooklyn's got to play tonight. I'm thinking of taking the Pistons money line to win outright at uh, basically 3-1. to one. Your thoughts on that as a YOLO underdog bet? Oh, I like that. I mean, I, okay, I like the qualitative take on that, right? Like down spot, they, all this energy going into a game that they clearly cared about. Um, again, I don't, I just don't like the Pistons this year. I think they're porous on defense. Um, but yeah, who, I mean, who knows? Rest advantage, maybe, yeah, maybe the Nets sleep a little bit in this game and they don't, uh, they don't wake up for it the way they were trying to steal that one in Philadelphia. But, uh, also, also, if I can, if I can add, no Durant. Ben Simmons, I know everyone's like, "Hey, look, he he got he got twelve points all in the second half." He still pa- <laughs> he passed up on so many good shots. Oh my god, he, I know. He he had the worst plus minus. I know that stat tells it's only one truth and many lies. But he was on the bench when the Nets went on an eighteen four run, which tells me it's basically Kyrie and a couple good role players. I'm telling you, I think I'm going to put a couple bucks down. This is upset city Pistons beating the Nets. It's it's like right up Dwayne Casey's alley to win these type of games, I think. But uh, you know what? Yeah, you so need? So, so, uh, how I would parlay that? I guarantee if the Pistons pull this one off the way you're describing it, Boyan Bogdanovich has to hit like four plus three. Like, you know, because he's such a critical part of their offense, right? Because everybody yeah. obviously know, you know, no Cade, you know, Corey, even Corey Joseph. He's banged up. That doesn't help, right? But um, Boyan, I think they're, they're going to let him get his shots up, especially because he's being floated around so heavily in trade rumors. Don't be surprised if he has a big night. If you want to play, you know, the narrative card that you have, why not? Why not go after Boyan? Uh, he's, 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 you ready? Uh, yeah, hit me. You're, you're ready for this? On FanDuel. Uh, Boyan to score 25 points or more. Pistons on the money line. $5 pays me 36 bucks. That's the opposite <laughs> of all my cowardly bets. That's pretty good. You know what? Hey, shout out to you, Boyan. He's had a 33, 25, and 27 over his last four games. So, you know, he's clearly putting up buckets. Uh, yeah, why not? I don't see any reason not to. You know, they got nothing to lose. I hear you. Yeah, exactly. That was a game, though. Did you watch any of that game, the Brooklyn-Philly I- game? 
I just saw I just saw the highlights. Uh, Raptors were on, Leafs were on, so my night was pretty busy. Yeah, that that game though was without a doubt the game of the night. It was intense, and um, you know that was the first. I, if I recall, I could be. Uh, I hope I'm not getting this wrong. Simmons' first game playing in Philadelphia like that. They were they were really giving it to him, man. Uh, every oh, yeah. time he touched the ball, it was so good. Loved it. Loved it. Oh yeah. Loved it as well. All right. Uh, one last question for you. Joined by Wesley Chang, betting fantasy analyst with TSN Edge. I saw this from the ringer. Nikolai Jokic is averaging a near triple-double and shooting 60% in his worst games this season. So his bad games, those are sort of the numbers he's putting up. Have you come around? Is it now Jokic's to lose for the MVP? Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever seen any of those hits I do on SportsCenter with Kara. I had this yes, one back in December where I, uh, I basically was saying just <gasps> That's no right. You chance. apologized. You apologized, yeah. I believe. Oh, man. Yeah. Cause, man, I'm going to eat it bad. I'm going to eat it really <laughs> bad, man. I think Jokic um, deserves it. Like, the way things are going right now, he's supposed to win this award. Yeah. Now, things, like, don't get me wrong. There's still 30 games to go. Like, a lot can change, right? Um, yep. But if the season stopped right now, it, it would be really, really disrespectful not to give him the award. But, you know, like, I'm, I call me like an old head, whatever you want to say. Uh, it's the historical context that I, I couldn't get over back when I first made that claim in December. I just like, you know, LeBron, they took it away from LeBron when Derrick Rose got MVP that year. LeBron was equally deserving. And MJ had it happen to him twice. You know what I mean? Uh, once with Barkley, once with Malone. So I was just like, you yep. know, I, I just didn't think the NBA, like given, you know, their their kind of respect for history, I didn't think they were going to do that or I thought the writers would pay more respect to that. But Jokic has shattered every, every expectation um, this season. So, you know, shout out to him. I, I got to eat my words, right? So he, he's on pace to win it. And you know what? If all things, you know, set or service here, yeah, he probably does win the award, and I don't think anybody would be uh, too upset. Except for Joel Embiid. Uh, Wesley, always appreciate. Thank you for joining the show today. Hey, God, thanks for having me. Take care. Check out the man's work at tsn.ca slash edge.